you are invited to join the Fueled by Faith membership community. Inside this membership, you will have access to a Telegram text thread where you will find other female leaders that are getting filled by the Holy Spirit daily. You will also have access to our monthly virtual Zoom calls that are all about connection as well as getting the word and being connected to the women that are inside the community as well as the Lord and the Holy Spirit inside this membership. There's also a monthly meetup for those of you that are local to Wilmington, North Carolina. But don't let that hold you back if you are not local to Wilmington, North Carolina. We are looking to grow the Fuel by Faith community within the next couple of years. Let me bring you into the global vision that is starting here with this Fuel by Faith community here in Wilmington, North Carolina. For those of you that are looking for community, that are looking for in-person meetups to meet other faith-based and driven women that are leaders inside your community, we are looking to expand in the next couple of years where you can have access to a Fuel by Faith community right in your backyard with ongoing chapters that continue to add and pop up. This is where we are headed in our vision, and we would love nothing more than to hear back from you if you're not local to Wilmington, North Carolina, if you would be interested in having this in your community, where that's located at, and giving you the blueprint of how we can get that started. If you want to join the membership or you're looking for more information on how to bring Fuel by Faith closer to you, just send us an email at info at sheassistyou.com or find us on Facebook inside our community and send us a message at the Fuel by Faith community page. Welcome to the Fuel by Faith podcast. I'm your host, Emily Vermeer. As a wife, mom, and business owner, I found myself stressed, anxious, bitter, and overwhelmed the majority of the time. Constantly taking care of everyone else, getting to my agenda, you know, the basics, food, water, working out, devotion, and quiet time. If I had the time, which either rarely happened or was just a check off the list, it was when I was searching for a community of women that I could invest in and get support from. God spoke through a friend of mine that this is something that I would create. So here we are, the Fuel by Faith podcast, giving female leaders like yourself a fill-up so you can be encouraged, equipped, and empowered daily by plugging into the Lord and allowing Him to overflow in your life so then you can overflow into others, ultimately moving the needle forward for the kingdom of God. God. So sister, let's dive in. Hello, Fueled by Faith sisters. Oh my goodness, are we in for a treat today? I am so excited for what the Lord is going to do. I got chills all down my body. It's so good. We are so excited to have you here today. I have a very special guest with us. And I just ask for you, if you are listening to this, that you are in a place to receive. I don't know who this message might be for, but I do feel Holy Spirit running through my body right now 
of someone to slow down and to listen because this message could be for you. So I would love to welcome a dear friend of mine, Erin Harrigan. She is, um, we have become closer friends and she is a coach and she is a mom and she has just done so many different things. And what I love so much is that her heart is for women and her heart is for the Lord. And she is combining her gifts and her talents to further the needle of the kingdom for women and through women. And Aaron and I, we met, I think, on like a Facebook podcast yeah, page or something. I think like so. <laughs> and it was so long ago that both of us are like, we don't know how it happened, but thank God it did. <laughs> And we're just so excited for this um, friendship, but I am, I'm just so thankful for you and who you are and what you do and for you to be on today to bless our listeners. Well, Emily, I, I'm so blessed by the fact that social media, I mean, it can really be such a toxic place if we allow it to sort of infiltrate, but it also is such a beautiful place to connect. And I really feel like God is using it in so many ways to connect us to the right content, to connect us to what is breaking his heart and to connect us with people like you. And so it is an honor to be here and to be part of your But God series. Yes, I'm so pumped and I, I'm excited to hear what he has done in your life and how it can impact other people. That's the whole point of this whole series um, for women to hear, for you guys to hear how, how God is moving because when we see it happening for other people's lives, sometimes and most times, it rejuvenates our spirit and our faith of knowing if he can move for them, if he's doing this in their lives, I know he's working and they're believing for it. So I am going to believe that he is doing immeasurably more in my life. And I would just love to open the floor up to you, Erin, for you to just share your but God story or a but God story, because I know we have yes. lots, right? <laughs> we have lots. So I'm going to take us really back to the beginning of my relationship with Jesus. Uh, I was uh, 46 years old. I had been raised Catholic, and then we were sort of excommunicated from the Catholic Church when my parents got divorced and just we, you know, then that led us into really growing up in poverty. And um, and what I thought at the time, really, I would say up until I was about 46 and accepted Jesus, is that money would save us. Like if I had more, if we had more money, that would have saved us. Right. So there in itself is idolatry. Yeah. So I grew up, got a job early in my teens, you know, then got into college, graduated, got a corporate job, started climbing the corporate ladder, got married, started a family. I was almost always the primary breadwinner up to that point. And because of how I grew up and really feeling like money would save us, I was constantly the driver, striver and achievement chaser, going for more, going for more, going for more. And there's nothing wrong with money. I really want to be clear about that. We know that the Bible says it is the love of money that is the issue. Yeah. But it's really the the place and the pedestal that we put it on. So my story from there is I had been through corporate America. I started a multi-level marketing business. I had had great success. And along the way, I'd always prayed to God. My mother had always taught us, like, God lives in you. But I never had a personal relationship with Jesus. When I got into my multi-level marketing business uh, in 2010, 
the the team that I was part of was very new age. So it was a lot of universe law of attraction. So while I believed in God, I was also allowing that to sort of infiltrate my heart and my faith. But when I woke up on a beautiful October day in 2014 and looked in the mirror and thought, this is not what I thought success would feel like. Like, this is where I've worked so hard. And yet and I have the house and I have the car and I have all the things, the outward symbols of success. Why am I so unfulfilled? Why am I so empty? And through a conversation with a mentor, she brought me to Jesus. I mean, she literally said to me, you don't know who you are and whose you are. Yeah. You are not made to do life this way. Do you have a relationship with Jesus? And I didn't. I came face to face with the realization that I had talked a good Jesus game, but I hadn't actually walked the reality of the relationship. So that is the start of But God. But God, on October 4th, 2014, I gave my life to Jesus. But God, over the next four years, he completely pruned and peeled away layers and bubbled up my pride and idolatry and covetousness and all of these other things. And then that led me into coaching his ambitious daughters. It was like he said, why don't you let me drive? You hold this map, which is the Bible. And then after he had done some work in me, he said, now go teach this to my ambitious daughters. Um, but the but the but God story goes on because my husband was never a believer. He was not raised in the church. Like he went to church off and on. We were married in an Episcopal church, um, but he wasn't truly a believer. And being a very step, skeptical, um, untrusting person uh, and being a former cop, he just didn't see the good of God in the world. He only ever saw like the ba- the bad pieces of the world and the evil of the world. So what ensued after my com- literal come to Jesus moment is that we had a financial crisis and I drained my 401k to keep us afloat because we didn't want to lose our house. We didn't want to lose, you know, our lifestyle. All of that came about because I had been let go from my full-time job and my business hadn't replaced that income. But in 2016, we needed to get a hold of this financial issue. And we went through Financial Peace University. And we did it through the church that I had been going to. And he didn't go to church with me, you know, none of those things. But he would go to FPU, the classes. And he started to get to know these people. And most importantly, he started to get to go to these men who were following Jesus, like these normal guys who he could relate to, right? Some of them were law enforcement. Some of them were in other um, jobs. But he suddenly had a clear example of men trusting Jesus. So, but God, my husband was saved in 2017. But God, we became completely debt-free in 2019. And all along the way were those moments where I'm face down on my floor crying out, like just praying Psalm 25, 4, right? Like, show me your ways, O Lord, teach me your path. Because I had lived a life outside of his will for so long, and I knew what that felt like. And being a new creation as of October 2014, I now knew what it felt like to walk in his will, and I didn't want to do anything to get out of that. So there have been so many but God moments, uh, but for me... I think the overall, certainly the biggest one is 
me coming to Jesus, my husband coming to Jesus. But coming to Jesus late in life is also very different because I hadn't raised my kids in the church. I have a daughter who is very much surrounded by Christian friends, and and I feel like she is closer to accepting Jesus. Uh, But I have a daughter who's an atheist. And so coming to Jesus so late in life, having lived so long and, and operated in certain ways in life and business, you get a lot of side eyes, right? Like people are going like, what happened to you? Um, I had somebody in my business say, I miss the old you, the one who would just like go make it happen and bust down all the doors. Really? And I'm like, well, I'm not that person yeah. anymore because we are a new creation. and It's so different. So I, I just want to finish up by saying you may be in a place where maybe you've known Jesus your whole life, but you're in a place where your finances aren't where you want them to be or your business isn't or your work or there's issues in your family, um, you know, political unrest around you, whatever that is, that we have hope in Jesus. It will not make sense to unbelievers around you. Right. But we are not We are in the world, but not of the world. So I encourage you not necessarily to pull back from the unbelievers around you. I mean, obviously, if it's a toxic situation, do, but rediscover the love of Jesus, rediscover his hope and his his faith for you. Um, We've been watching The Chosen lately. My husband finally started watching it. And one of the things I love most about it is how they have brought... Jesus's very natural human emotion and humor and all of those pieces to life. And so often I'm watching it going, oh, my gosh, he loves me. Like, what? Yeah. So I just encourage you um, to seek those but God moments. It may not be something gigantic. Right. It may just be one small ripple. But it's always there. Just just keep your eyes and your heart and mind open and ask him to show you his goodness. And he will. Yeah. So good. Something you said stuck with me. And I would love for you to expand on it if you feel comfortable. When you talked about the old and then stepping into new and this new creation and not wanting to go anywhere else along with his will, what would you um what would you say to women that are stepping into this newness, right? Maybe he's called you on assignment or maybe he's really given you like, oh my gosh, this is new. This is who I've created you to be. And he's unveiled it to you, but we're conditioned, right? Like there, you were talking about being pruned and being and having this time, but can you kind of talk about that a little bit of like walking in that newness and how to still um, take care of yourself in that newness when we're conditioned to go back to our comforts of what we've been walking in, you know? Yes, yes. There is such a saying, and it actually drives me a little bit crazy, which is life begins at the end of your comfort zone. But, but for most of us, I mean, whether you consider yourself a high achieving woman or an ambitious woman, which tends to be the women that I serve, um, for most of us, our comfort zone is the doing. It is the being busy. It is the to-do list. It is being in action, right? And so to step into the Lord's will, what I what I encourage you to remember is a few things. Number one is that you cannot white-knuckle yourself through this. <laughs> 
he wants you released, right? <laughs> um, you've got to actually let him drive. And that's hard for us because we like for things to be in control. We like for things to be, you know, in the place, especially if the the world around you, maybe you've got little kids and it's just crazy times right now, right? Um, the only thing that you feel like you can control is your schedule or the to-do list or whatever. So I really want to encourage you. I see a lot of women who that letting go of control is the most difficult part when they step into the new season. Um, number two also when we step into a new season, we often think, Lord, I am not the person for this. Like, what the heck were you thinking? Right. <laughs> and um, I think that is so I love how they portray that on The Chosen, actually, because they're all like, what? You want me? Um, remember that what God calls you to, he will bring you through and where he guides, he provides. So Whatever he has called you to may seem so far-fetched and so much bigger, um, and you may feel very unqualified. You may feel very unequipped, but the point is you can't be equipped and qualified in your own power and strength. Right? It's the Holy Spirit that does that. So spend time with him and get to know and ask him, like, Lord, I'm. you brought me to this, and I can't do this without you. Right. Right. Um, and I think the third thing is... It's exciting and scary at the same time. Like, I was so excited. Like, I had this unquenchable thirst to be in the Word. I mean, the Bible that my mentor gave me in 2014 is now, of course, coming up on almost 10 years old. And it is, like, written in and, like, cried over and all the things. Um, but But it's scary because of what I said earlier. The people around us will kind of think, who are you? Yeah. Right. So, again, that's another opportunity to just sit at his feet and say, how do I show up in these places, you know, reflecting you um, and and not taking personally that people don't quite understand it. Right. Yes. And some of those people being like your surrounding family, your spouses, your mom, your kids, your Right. Like these people that are right around you. I 100%. My family told me two months ago, you got to put the ministry down and it's okay. God will understand is what wow. my family told me. And wow. I said, you don't, you don't understand. <laughs> no. Right. You don't understand. And what's beautiful and I'm tearing up right now is because that just shows me that God is using me to speak to them. Yeah, he's using me to speak to my family of like, I'm going to show them through you of what I can do because of their doubt. Don't listen to those seeds. Don't sow those seeds. Put those down. And so whatever it is that you have to do to either remove yourself or put on that armor of God before you walk into that room or don't even say anything to those people. That's right. Have them be who they are. And there's no changing them. That's not our job. That is not our job. There's no changing them. Let them be who they are and let go of the expectation of them changing and just be there and, you know, protect yourself from that. But yeah, so good. Oh, yeah. Well, tell our listeners, Erin, where they can find you. Um, and, and I know you have you have a guide that we can I give do. them too. 
Yeah, yep. we can throw that in the show notes. Tell us more about that and then where they can find you. Sure, absolutely. So what God put on my heart is that we pursue and define hustle incorrectly because the world makes it very aggressive and frantic and quite honestly, very prideful and self-centered. So he gave me the message of redefining hustle to emulate Jesus. So I have a tool called the four keys to redefine hustle. And you can go grab that at aaronharrigan.com slash four keys. I go to my website, aaronharrigan.com. You'll find my blog. You'll find my podcast, etc. That's probably the best place for people to go. Um, but if you want to get in touch with me, DM me or connect with me. I'm mostly on Instagram as Aaron D. Harrigan, D as in David. And DM me and let me know how this touched you. Like, what did this bring up for you? Or, um, you know, how did God show you what you're facing in this conversation and, and your but God moment? I'd love to connect with anybody and pray over that with you. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, thank you, Aaron, so much for just your story and sharing and your mission and being an ambitious daughter and helping us, other ambitious daughters, to redefine the hustle and just go after what God has for us. I love you so much. I appreciate you so much. (laughs) Thank you for the honor, Emily. And thank you to everyone. I pray that this blesses someone listening. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for listening and we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Fuel by Faith podcast. We would love it if you could go and leave us a five-star review and how this podcast is impacting you. This will help us move the needle forward to get this podcast out to more and more communities, more and more women that need to be fueled by faith.